Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Up to 90, we're in mourning, Emma. It's a very, very sad day down in Dingle. Bungie. Oh. Well. No. Don't even, no, before you even start to speak, don't even joke. Do not even joke about the death of Fungi. I wasn't going to joke don't about do it. Course, all of a sudden, at exactly the same time, you're off the grid. I've been rumbled. I have. I am Fungi. We are one and the same. <laughs> it's my Clark Kent moment. <laughs> Up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Now, in saying that, my life has had a lot of parallels with Fungi's life. Mm. We both landed, we both landed in Dingle in winter 1983. Okay. Wow. Uh, we both are very unpredictable with our behaviours. Like, you never know, you know, see Funky or your money back. You don't know. So both very unpredictable with our behaviours. Um, I mean, I would say doesn't do well in groups, you know, very much like a solitary figure. But this is the thing that... No long-term mates, no long-term partners. This is the thing I can't understand. The list goes on. Why... Were we in Dingle so upfront to say Fungi's gone? Like, would anyone have fucking known? Oh, no. Listen, Fungi. Okay, don't get me started on Fungi, right? Fungi is, was, I'm going to use present tense because we live in hope. No, okay, so. Ah, now stop it. Come on, even though. There are facts. There's people on the radio saying, well, Fungi was. He was full of life. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah, well, look, people kind of did revert to the past tense very quickly. Very quickly. I, I, I do find time. that. Judy, within the first 20 minutes, it seemed. Well, I guess the thing with Funky, uh, the thing with Funky is that he, you know, unpredictable, certainly to a degree, but I guess the fisherman would have always seen him. Okay. Like every day, like, you know, it just was so unusual. So say in 37 years, this had never happened. So I guess from the get go, people were like, this is not good. Aside from the fact, like, let's face it, like Fungi, no more than the rest of us. Like, come on, he's in the departure lounge age wise. Like he's a bottlenose dolphin. 
Yeah, so I get for Well, I think you see again, I know now I have spent my life defending the existence of fungi, you know, because so many people have accused him of being battery operated. And it does, it really gets my goat, Emma. There, I've said it. It gets my goat. But like it's not I mean, buffalo's dolphins have been known to live that long. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, I it's I a little bit unusual. I just looked it up and it said between thirty and fifty years. Yeah, so thirty-seven. You know, that's but of course he was. You see, they think he was in his forties. I can understand if they said between like thirty and forty years, but between thirty and fifty. You see, these zoologists are just smoking the wacky tobacco, and they're just like very vague on the details. <laughs> Yeah, ask this zoologist. So, how long does a dolphin live for? Oh, between thirty and fifty. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, you see, they don't. They don't know. Tommy was on to me there recently. Now, Tommy is big into animals. I mean, and he's big into having things. So, Halloween is a big time of year for him. He's that's one of his favorites. And um, side note, she wants to dress up as a pumpkin. And I found a costume in Tesco, but it was three to four. And I was like, that'll do. And I brought it home. And sure, it's cutting the arse off the poor child. I'll have to, like, cut it or whatever. But he's big into turtles at the moment. Well, he's into frogs and toads. And he's into turtles and tortoises. So then Joe gets into And they get me to look up all the facts online and then what they do is they go into school and the teacher says something and they say mm, sorry miss that's actually true oh my god but still I know you know what I mean that's when that's when as a teacher I would always say okay nobody has any permission to speak and I would generally because I spent a lot of my teaching career spoofing yeah so like a lot of spoofing and then you'd see maybe a perplexed look coming from the corner and it's one of your A students. So that's when, you know, you know, like you're, you're, you're after spoofing a little bit too much this time. And the arm goes up and you're like, so anyway, any questions? No, moving on. And then there's a miss, miss, miss. And you have to say, oh, listen, it's, I better go through the homework. Um, I'll take your question tomorrow if that's okay. Let's all sleep on it. And then you come back in with a new fact and you insist this is the fact you actually told them yesterday. That's just, if any secondary students are listening, that's always a bit of a red flag. As a teacher, when I say to a group of students, so remember when we were doing X, Y, and Z earlier on in the week and everyone in the room is like, no. And I'm like, so that definitely happened and we did go through it. And this is what I said. And I like to revise history all the time. But honestly, my biggest fear is a student coming in with knowledge. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a very dangerous breed of student. So Tommy now, I would have his card absolutely marked as his teacher. What year, What class is he in again? He's in senior infants. But he told me, yeah. He told, yeah, so he told the teacher the other day, the teacher was talking about something to do with a frog. And he said to the teacher, he said, well, frogs actually leap. Toads jump. <gasps> frogs leap because they've longer legs. What's the difference between leaping and jumping? See, toads can't leap. Toads can only jump because they've got shorter legs. 
Oh, because a, a leap, you're going forward with the jump. Yeah. You're getting some real movement with the leap, you see. Well, I was this day, I was th- these, this day's old when I found out there's a difference between leaping and jumping. I yeah. never thought of it and before. Then the other. So clever. The other fun fact you gave her was all frogs are toads, but not all toads are frogs. Oh my God. Listen, this child would be up in the principal's office at this stage. <laughs> I know. If I was the teen, I'd be like, listen, I've had enough of your cheek. Get out. It's Yeah, take your uh, take your ninja turtle lunchbox with you, Mr. Expert. He just has a thirst for knowledge. Oh, sorry, I have to get Twiggy out of here now. She has a passing to scratching on the door. The only reason she's scratching on the door is because she wants to start crying at the back door. She can think again. I took her out for a walk there tonight with Stan for about an hour. This is the new thing she's doing now, right? She'll only come for a walk every second night because she's just like, fuck that. Have to drag her down the road. Fucking drag her down the road. Come on, like Twiggy. We were just talking about animals being at the departure lounge. Like, come on, Twiggy's like, fuck's sake. I've been dragged around. I've been dragged around. I've been dragged around this block every night of my life. Come on. (laughs) She's just, she's the funniest little lazy bitch you've ever seen in your life, Bob. I'm telling you, you need to, speaking of lazy bitches, you need to get yourself a cat, Emma. I've never met someone who needs a cat more than you need a cat. Oh, like I 100% need a cat. Like I'm a cat person. But yeah, no, although if I, I was thinking the other day, I was breastfeeding Ted and Molly came along and sat on my lap while I was breastfeeding Ted. And I was like, she's one step away from starting on the other tit here. Like, you know, sometimes they're just all up in your grill, the cats. Well, if you turned that into video content, you could make a lot of money. Uh, well, that's pure OnlyFans, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. But it is. It's, you no, know, money is you could totally blur out your face, you know, for your like, I'm an in, I'm an in, I'm an and everything. And people who are paying for that, they, they wouldn't need to see your face. The lotus flower would give it away, though, that horrendous <laughs> tattoo on my right tit. Jesus, every time Ted is down there, he's just like, what were you thinking? Like, come on. Fuck's sake. And how is little Ted, Tedster? Oh, he's great. I've decided on his Halloween outfit. I've oh, ordered yeah. a little suit. I've ordered a little suit for him and I'm dressing him as Ted Kennedy. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I mean, minus, like, we're hoping minus the manslaughter charge. You know, the way Ted was a bit of a dodgy one. Yeah. But I just thought it'd be funny to dress him in a little suit. But you're looking. Weren't they all dodgy, but just in different ways? Oh, all the Kennedys. I mean, really. They were so, I'm watching The Crown at the moment. And uh, did you ever watch that ends? No, I didn't watch The Crown, actually. I've just, well, the thing I've finished watching most recently is um, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually think I was going to like it because it's kind of, you know, action um, and it's like superheroes and stuff. And I was just like, oh, ask me fucking hoop. But um, 
it is very enjoyable. I just finished two seasons of that. And then the other thing I just watched, that um, Chicago fucking seven or six or whatever. What's it called? Oh God, I haven't even heard of that. What's, what's it on? It's on Netflix. Ooh. What is Chicago something or other? I haven't even. Hang on, I'm going to look it up now. Um, Chicago. It's not. Okay. Uh, it's not the musical. The Trial of the Chicago Seven. That's the one, yeah. Oh, oh my God, it's with that guy, that fella from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, who Shane said most of his uh, youth people just went around telling them he looked like him. Really? Yeah. It just changed again. It seems like anyone with brown hair, people are telling Shane you're the image of him. Was it Robbie Robert Downey Jr.? Was that the other one people were saying he looked like? Or who was the other oh, guy? No, the other someone... hilarious one was uh, your man who's in Jurassic Park. What's his name? Oh, Jeff. Yeah, good old Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Goldblum. I yeah. think someone was telling me I looked like Julianne Moore and then they told him he looked like... Well, you yeah. are you are the absolute image of Julianne Moore, by the way. But your man in the Chicago 7, whatever his name is, that fellow from Third Rock in the Sun and 500 Days of Summer, there's something, this is such a cruel thing of me to say, but there's something really not sexual at all about him. Like, in other words, he's a good-looking guy. Like, yeah. he, like, you know, his lovely jaw, lovely features. But, you, I mean, there's something quite non sexual about the man isn't there well you see do you know what it is well I know what it is for me okay go for me I I mean it's I don't have it written in the contract or anything like that but facial hair is very important to me on a man I need I I've never seen him with any sort of stubble whatsoever and I'm like is he shaving twice a day? Like, there's never a shadow. There's never anything. And I think for you yeah. and me, we don't like our men too clean. No, rough and ready is how we like them. Rough and ready. We don't. We want to be the first to point out to them that they have a hole in their jumper. We don't want them to yeah, know and- first. You're like, yes. And there's ketchup on that top. <laughs> Oh, is there? When well, that's... I had ketchup. Oh, yeah, I had a burger yesterday. You're like, oh, okay. You know, like, that's... Well, I like, yeah, I like when a jumper tells a story. Yeah. So when I say to Fred, oh, curry salt. Did you did you have a curry yesterday? And then it opens up a whole conversation. That's I just like when the jumper tells the story of the day. I think for us, for you and I, Emma... It's definitely a case when it comes to the men. We want a guy that if he got the job, the boss would have to say this and you have the job, but you're going to have to shave it off first. Okay. You're going to have to just, we need a bit of a, bit of a clean shave and look. We're that kind of environment. If you get me, that's, that's our type. Uh, I'm looking at him now. He seems to be able to have a little bit of stubble, but it's nothing. Oh, well, he looks better with a certain haircut. I don't know, but I totally get what you're saying about him. Oh, interesting. I'm looking up the reviews first. So, interestingly, 
it got two out of five. The Irish Times. Oh my God, Emma, how did you sit through it? It was very entertaining. Did you like it? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And when I saw, I saw um, Sasha Baron Cohen, and I said, "Oh." Because I can find him, when I've heard him being interviewed, he just sounds very full on. Like, he has sounded before. Like, it's not that his head is up his arse. It's like his head is up his arse and somebody has poured cement in it. And, like, it's just wedged. It's not coming out. Even though, obviously, like you, grew up with Ali G, loved Ali G, but just in, in interviews and stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, he's a bit much. But then I'm like, but he's married to, like, a redhead. Shannon. So, yeah, he has to be fine. And then when I saw well, him, yeah. I was like, Ugh, but he was, re- he was really good in it. Well, do you know what? It got two out of five in the Irish Times. And it, this is not where Julie just goes through Google reviews, I promise. But mm-hmm. it got four stars in The Guardian. That's always the one I go by, The Guardian. So that's interesting that they, they obviously enjoyed it as well. But Sasha Baron, I totally agree when it comes to mar- being married to the redhead that you're like, okay, you just get the automatic green light for that. Because I always say that about Bruce Springsteen, even when... I paid the 25 quid to sit through a cinematic version of that album, which I will never forgive Bruce for. And you remember they had the Q&A at the end and the person I was with who shall remain nameless thought that it was an actual Q&A with Bruce Springsteen, which it should have been for 25 euro a ticket. But we forgave him. The two of us forgave him because he is married to a redhead Bruce. Yeah. Oh, I, and I totally agree. Sasha being married to Shannon from Home and Away, he can he gets a lot of license there for me for sure. Can we? I watched a movie then recently, and I was thinking of you. I was like, oh, Julie would like this. Maybe you know it. It's called Fear, and it's <laughs> no, no, no. That's not is why it I... about a re- is it about a really neurotic ginger because you're right I would love it he's no, constantly no. living in fear no it stars uh, Reese, a young Reese Witherspoon and okay. Mark <laughs> no, wait <laughs> Mark young... Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg I've seen it and he's the possessive boyfriend oh my god Oh my God, stop it. Sorry. Have I seen it? Have I watched? Well, now listen, can we just say I watched that and I was just like, oh, I wish Mark Wahlberg loved me that much. That's just all I took from that film. But I just loved the fact that what was her her mate in it, uh, Marissa, is it Marissa Toei? She becomes wrapped up in all sorts of stuff after like a fucking long weekend. She's fucking on the crack pipe. Do you know what? What has... <laughs> Marissa to me, because do you remember she won the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny? She was fantastic in that. <laughs> but like, what has become of Marissa Tomei? It's not... I don't think was... Hang on. I don't think Marissa Tomei was in fear. <laughs> She's not. It's somebody else who looks vaguely like <laughs> Emma, um, listen, we need to get on top with our references because this is just... I think... So, didn't somebody write that Melissa in Milano, a comment? Melissa Milano, no, Melissa Milano. Oh, Alyssa Milano. I don't think she was in it either. 
Hang on, we have to find her name. Amy, Amy. Oh, Alyssa Milano was in it. Yeah, she was Marco. I got there eventually. I knew who I meant. I just got the names wrong. Of course, yeah. This is like when somebody... Ever, isn't it? Well, I'd have to come back to it because I watched it when I was still at a very impressionable age and you know how I feel about Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, like and the actually, bods, like the bod looking good. Like I'm not, I, oh, I'm not going look. to criticize the bod. What else? His what acting, else do we need oh my god! No, like, but you just look. Sometimes you just look at these these movies, right? And like you know the way, especially the thing that happens to me is when the credits roll and you see how many people got paid work out of this. Yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg is so bad in it. Well, okay, I think we should try it carefully because Fungi is dead. <laughs> okay, so I just think we need to be a bit gentle with Julie today. Okay, I mean, look, the vibe, just to say, like his vibe, his character. He was just a bit, I mean, I blame the script, the script. It was just a lot of, hey, do you love me, Nicole? And then Nicole would be like, I do love you, David. How much do you love me? A lot? More than a lot. You're my everything. It was just a lot of that. But it's just, just you no, and me, Nicole. Just, you know, Nobody else. Was like that. that was the film. Okay, like one minute he's kind of like, you know, from a broken home has been like, you know, passed around from... Everything I love. You know, that's all all fine. That's all fine. But like, you know, in the space of, I assume it's like a long bank holiday weekend, he's at her front door ready to murder her whole family. I just feel like it's a bit of a stretch. It is a bit of a stretch, but I just feel, you know, broken Marissa, home. Marissa Tomei's on the craft. <laughs> and listen, and I, I really want to know what happened, went, what went down between herself and Rose McGowan. You know, the way they hate each other now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. But I mean, basically oh. with fear, I suppose it was it was a bit of a fatal attraction for teenagers, but it just wasn't as good or as nuanced as fatal attraction. But I do think if you're looking to wind away a couple of hours, you know, Mark Wahlberg, tick, broken yeah. home, and tick. I did, you know, Marissa I... Tomei, tick. <laughs> <laughs> what more do um, you want? I watched the movie and I did come away from it and I had... Uh, I have good respect for Reese because I think what happened, Reese, when she started acting and started getting big roles, she was often cast in this role of like, uh, obviously the teenage girl because she was a teenager, but like, you know, kind of like a little bit of a, a brash kind of thing who, you know, was on the verge of kind of discovering herself and kind of whatever. So she, I think she obviously, she must have made a conscious decision or an agent or something was like, okay, well, I need to kind of divert away from these roles because I'm not getting sucked into this because, you know, you're fighting a losing battle if you're going to just be this kind of character who's like constantly getting into a bra like five minutes into a film. 
yeah I think it was yeah no so and I, I do like, think I kind of I was like fair fair play to her like she fucking she got in she worked her way up and she fucking like I mean fucking Mark still has to whip off his top that's how fucking well, he is well look I mean I think we like we're big fans of Reese, Reese Witherspoon yeah, on this podcast like, like Mark, she's brilliant Mark, Purely did not have the acting skills and he's left himself in a position now where no. he has to get up at half two in the morning to work out I know. for 12 hours. Yeah, and then it's it's he has a bit of family time at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> where Reese is just like, no, I'm actually just going to try and be a bit clever about this. Yeah, and you know and what? I actually... I kind of secretly loved um, when Reese. Do you remember when she was stopped and she did the whole like, "Oh, don't you know who I am?" and blah blah. I kind of that just made me love her more because she's just like the rest of us. She's such a bad day drinker. Yeah, you know and that was like daytime. When she had the prosecco brunch and then was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna pay for this." I mean. We're all like practically up on a murder charge after Prosecco brunch. It just really made me love her even more because I was like, she's just like can one you, of us. Can you imagine you on your next Prosecco brunch? You'd be fuck. You will be written off for like a week. Days. Yeah. I'd be like Marico and fear, smoking crack at the party. Isn't that what she does? Like, isn't that the whole thing? And like Reese catches them at yeah. it. And I, I mean, I do think we should just preface this by saying, um, I mean, the major red flag in that film occurs within, I say, the first half an hour when Mark goes from, "Do you love me, Nicole? How much do you love me?" to beating up her father. And she, he manages to convince her that the father basically deserved the beating or beat him up. And you're like, no. I mean, I think if he's coming after your dad, six pack or no six pack, you have to say, look, he looks great with his top up, but it's my, like he's beating up my dad. <laughs> The death is going to be a bit awkward now when he comes to pick me up. You have actually beaten up my dad. Like he actually beat up my dad. Yeah, no, like it just, I mean, that's before you get to the party and see him shifting your one and smoking crack. Like, don't get me wrong, you shouldn't smoke crack and it is addictive, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I don't think if you smoke it on Friday, that by Saturday you're going to be like sex and addicted. Yeah, no. As you say, a stretch. I mean, even over a long weekend, that's a big ask. Even a really heavy one. Like... No, I think the film should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> I mean, Reese must be like, oh, jeez, what was I thinking? Oh, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. I watched another oh, one with Gene Hackman. Do you remember Gene Hackman? Wasn't he great? Well, yeah. Oh, did you not like him? No, I did. No, of course. Yeah. No, 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 I, I mean... Like he's he's of a different you know he's a different vein than say Mark Wahlberg, but I mean isn't he still alive? Why are we using the past tense? This is a bit of a fungi scenario. 
Is he not? He is alive, isn't he? He is alive. He's just he's retired. He's you don't see him okay, in the movies anymore. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I of course, tricky. I mean, you know, he's fairly likable. I would say. Yeah. He, what did you watch him in? Hmm, see, this is the question. It was. Um, oh, I can't. I can't even. What's the name of the actor who was in? Um, uh, not Green Mile. What's the other one that's like Green Mile and everyone mixes them up? Oh, with Andy. Andy like Dufresne. What? Uh, like is it an old movie? Well, like it's probably twenty years old. You know, like with Andy Dufresne and he breaks out of prison. What's that movie? Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and who plays Red? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So it's Morgan Freeman. Can I just say, this is the second time today I have had to explain to someone who Morgan Freeman is. This is so weird. Who was it? Fred? Because a few a few hours ago, um, Gif Grub, there, he was, uh, Mario was doing a, a Morgan. And Fred was like, who's Morgan? And I was like, Morgan Freeman. And now, two hours later, I... I am also explaining to Emma who Morgan Freeman is. That is such a strange coincidence. Anyway, we're trying to work out what this film is. We're going to get there. Right. So. Morgan Freeman's in it. Here we go. It's called Under Suspicion. Jean okay. Hoffman, Morgan Freeman. Monica Bellucci. Okay. Monica. I have to say, you're killing it on the Italian names today. Thank you. Milano, Tomei. <laughs> I she didn't know plays, you spoke Italian. She plays Gene Hackman's wife. Now. <laughs> just having a flashback. Do you remember the other film you watched? And. <laughs> With John uh, And do you remember. And you, you, and you were chatting about the film with John Cusick and Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie, wasn't it? And then after twenty five minutes, we were just wrapping up, and you were like, "Who was the who was the other actor? The huge actress that was in it? Oh, Kate, Kate Blanchett." Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. So we were wrapping it up, and you were like, "So look, that's basically it. All you need to know." And then you just referenced Kate Blanchett at the end. I was like, "Hang on." Kate Blanchett was in this movie. Oh, so we're 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 no, under suspicion, right? Tell me. And this one, who plays Jean Hackman's wife, right? She went to the same acting teacher as Mark Wahlberg, but she decided to sign up for the cheaper classes. You know the way you can get the full session of six weeks? Yeah. She said, fuck that. I haven't got Just a weekend. I'm just going to do the weekend. Yeah. I'm going to do the crash course. And you see, the reason she did that, because on the scale of beautiful, she's ahead of Mark. So she could do the crash course and be like, it's grand. It's not a bad movie, but if anyone has seen seen it, please explain the end to me. Not a breeze. 
not a breeze what the end of it was about. Oh, so you st- you didn't get the ending. That intrigues me. That makes me want to watch it. Oh, like they tell you what, it's not like, they tell you what the cliffhanger. end is. It's not a cliffhanger. They tell you what it no. is. But I'm just okay. like, what that makes no fucking sense. Well, do you know something? Well, okay. So would you say watch it then? Yeah, I'd say watch what's it. The, what would, what's the Dave Fanning review? Tell me. You'd say watch it. <laughs> Say watch it. I mean, this is the. Pro- I'll tell you the problem. I'll tell you the actual problem, and it's nothing against the movie. What happened with this movie is we actually started the movie not the weekend just gone, the weekend before, but we kept falling asleep during it. So I think we've picked up this film three times. So I. I uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's actually not a very long film, but to me, it feels like a very long film. It's 110 well, minutes. That's not good, surely. Yeah, but you see, we'd w- it would have been put on at like 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? This is like, let's doze off here. Let's put this on. But anyway, last night, no, maybe Saturday night, I actually watched it to the end. And I'm just left going, what the fuck was that? Um, like it, it, it's all. It all should be very good. I find the wife, the acting is off the charts bad. It's actually distracting. Forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, audience reviews. Um. Oh, are people agreeing with you about the end. It makes yeah, no. Yeah, the end seems sense. to be okay. But yeah, it again. and that. Like Judy, yet again, we can't get a fucking seven minute thing on Orchi Player. And then you look at something like this and the amount of money that has been put into this. And it's shite. It makes no sense. Yeah. No, I know. And do you know what? The the one thing I'll say about us not getting stuff on the RT player, like at least we're taking the high road. You know, we're really like dust it off, dust yeah. off, you know. Dirt off my shoulder, moving on up. We, you know, we don't bang on about yeah, it. That's nah, the thing. Nah, nah. We're we're robust. Do you know, we're not personalizing all these rejections oh, no. over and over and over again. Like I'd say, do you know what? They must just they must laugh their heads off when they see <laughs> Emma and Judy putting in another annual pitch. <laughs> And it starts off, you're like, oh, I don't want to get the kids involved. You know, we need to respect their privacy. And four years in, you're like, okay, so this show is called The Tommy, The Tommy Show. And basically, it's just a camera crew following around this senior infant. He's really into turtles. (laughs) And it's just basically kind of, you know, him and his day. Yeah. What do you think? No. What we're going to do in a few years is we're going to we're going to have a, a show and it's going to be called Moms on Tour. And what we're going to do is we're going to get our kids to write our set for us. Will they fare any better or whatever? <laughs> will they fare? How will they fare? 
bus fare. Come here, I'm just looking here, Emma, and you are not alone. Everyone, virtually everyone is saying that they didn't get the ending. So now I need to watch this because it's like a Rubik's Cube. Nobody is getting the ending. It's very watchable. Do you know what I mean? Like, forget about the yeah. wife. I mean, I don't know if she found the Loads of people. Or off it. It's fucking. Loads of people giving out about the wife. So, again, that just makes me want to watch. That's good. I think the wife is good for the bit of light relief. Because you're like, okay. What is she. What? Don't you ever know what I say to you? You're like, say what? Like, did you just literally, I'm like, is somebody holding up a cue card for her? Oh, my God. And you can see the eyes moving from left to right. I'm like, is, is she, she thinks today's the table read. Like, it's just fucking like, there's nothing there. Like, she's dead. Yeah, no, I, I, I might, Hackman, I might. I'm, Gene Hackman is being Gene Hackman. He's, God damn it. Don't you know what I? Oh, but that's just Gene. You don't see me. The one thing that annoys me about Gene, he's smoking these cigars, right? Grant, don't object. To well, that. of course. I mean, obviously, says you. Gene Hackman's on the cigars. On, on the cigars, no problem. But he's smoking them in between his two middle fingers. What the fuck? Oh, Who smokes like that? That's- well, I tell you, that's like me when I tried smoking that one time in Dingle Park back in the day. And I was at my good friend at the time. I think I told the story before and we were trying smoking for the first time, but obviously making out that we were pros. Mm. And I had mine back to front. I was smoking it from the wrong end. And they were like, no, you have to turn that around. So I was like, I know that's just, I was testing you. And then I looked over to my friend and she had set fire to her jumper. And one of the lads was like, said to her, you're on fire. And she was like, I know, because she thought he was saying to her, like, you're really cool. You're on fire. Like that it was some kind of phrase. And then he was like, no, you're really on fire. And she kind of panicked and was like, it's grand. It's only Fila. And somebody threw water on her to put it that's the great thing about cigarettes they're a real de-stressor yeah it was definitely a de-stressing um experience but I mean imagine I was smoking it from the wrong end Emma oh well a friend of mine in the early days of the smoking she had a top tip of so you, you wouldn't want to go home reeking the smoke so you'd light the cigarette away from your body so she'd do that Ooh. and then we're like that that's it's not working at all so then she tried to like kind of angle it in a certain way that she could light it so the smoke wouldn't go back into her clothes uh, because she didn't want her mom to know that she had been smoking and she just ended up singeing her eyelashes and her eyebrows but it was the 90s so that was probably quite you know what I mean yeah. kind of you didn't want eyebrows back then no and you didn't want your mom knowing you were smoking do you know what there was always somebody who was singeing their eyebrows off yeah, it was a recurrent problem. I can remember before Fred came along, um, it was a few years ago. And you know, when you're kind of going back through the X-Files saying, who can I kind of reconnect with now? Yeah. You know, like, come on, moment, yeah. this, this baby needs to happen. It's I need to reconnect with the X. So I can remember happening upon this one guy and saying to this mate, 
was like, I might throw so-and-so a text. And she was like, I think he's a really good guy. And then I had a flashback to him setting fire to her hair <laughs> and at the Debs. And she was like, yeah, but come on, like... I was wearing a lot of hairspray. It was 50-50. It was my fault as well. You're like, Jesus. I know. There's some absolute, when you look back at it all, I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. And sure, this was, of course, you know, millennial times when, you know, we all hated ourselves. This was when you be apologizing to him for wearing hairspray. How was he to know? that I would self-combust if he set me on fire. Like, that was me. I need to take some responsibility there. And come here, have any of the actors gotten in touch with you now in recent months? Um, Like, well, do you know what? I would say the ones that you kind of... A couple of them have. Mm. But I guess it must be strange. You know, if somebody's a big ex, like, you know, if it was a big relationship or if you were with them for a long time, it must be very, very strange to meet someone or bump into someone or see in social media that they have a baby and that they're in this little family unit. Because I guess, you know, it could have happened with them. Mm. It's it's just, it probably is, it probably is a bit strange for them. I mean, certainly the ones who don't have kids are probably breathing a massive sigh of relief. (laughs) You never know. But it's, yeah, like a couple of them, a couple of them have gone in touch, but no. I mean, look, I mean, you know, I would say most of them haven't. I make that sound like there's a lot of exes. There aren't, by the way, but um, yeah, one or two two have. Mm. So that's Jean Hackman. But uh, what I love about Jean is as well, you know, the, like the, the films he, he's, he tends to be in, they're always called things like Under Suspicion. Yeah. Or like The New Yorker, yeah. The Businessman. Like, hey, they're just, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like No Man's Land. There's got to be Heist. like. They have to, like, I would say 80% of his movies. There's a courtroom. Oh, yeah. He loves a courtroom, does our Jean. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Your Are Honor. We... Your what? Honor. That's his, that's peak, peak Gene Hackman. Is when he's stopping out the cigar, the next cut to, next up, Your Honor. Your Honor. Like, that's, he's like, that's what I want to do. His agent calls, I've got a script, okay. <laughs> 80, 80% oh, of this film has to be me say your honor because I'm not learning a script but you know he's a bit like um, he reminds you a bit of Michael Caine in the sense of he'd be on a bit of a buzz with his movies right like oh his movies are so good so good so good and then you're like oh Gene Hackman's in this let's watch it and you're like Whoa, here's the one that paid for the fucking 12 week cruise. You know, they've no shame in doing an absolute fucking clanger as well. But you know, but, but I, again, I, again, you know, I kind of respect that totally. as well. You know, I do the exact Somebody same gets, thing, in, oh yeah, because it kind of, I guess they're not precious. No, just keep churning them out. You've got a, you've got a certain shelf life. Obviously, if, 80% of your script is your honor like you know already you're playing with a full deck because the years are going to be kind to you do you know what I mean you can still be watching you know what? Very yeah. old. 
maybe that's what happened with the ending of the film. Maybe Jean was like, listen, I've got, I've got a cruise. Okay, we need to wrap this up. Well, it basically, This is going on and on. I won't give the ending away, but it basically just finished with him kind of staring off to the left. With the cigar. Yeah, just kind of a bit perplexed. And we're like, yeah, fucking, we are too, Jean. What's, what's the fucking story here? But I appreciate, like, you're one who played his wife. Like she had to take whatever she got because it, everything she touched was going to be a bloody clanger. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I man. think I, yeah, I would imagine that there was some delay in a set piece or something. And the ending that was supposed to happen, they were like, listen, Jean, sorry, we didn't want to keep you till after lunch. <laughs> Um, but it's looking like this could I mean it could be it could be dinner time by the time we wrap this up and Jean's like just have me staring out of the window well now like, that you're saying yeah now that you're saying that that actually makes a lot of sense because there was a lot yeah. there was a lot of unnecessary shots of a carnival going on that had absolutely nothing to do with the story and I get the whole thing of wanting to set the scene and all that I totally appreciate that but I think if you added up all the footage of the carnival, it was probably about 25 minutes and it had no part in the story whatsoever. Just a bit of padding. <laughs> Just a, Just lot of a bit of padding. A lot of padding. I've started watching, um, I don't have much funny stuff to say about it, but I have started watching um, two things. Gamara, which is this Italian kind of like a love hate. It's on now to oh, me. Yeah. But it's, it, you know what I love about it? See, I have these, like, hilarious, like, obviously, it's not, it's very good. I would say it's really good. And apparently, you know, the books are great. I'm not going to pretend I've read the books, but the books are supposed to be brilliant. Would really recommend it if you have now TV. But the funny part for me is, so you have these really hardcore gangsters. It's quite shocking in places, very violent. And then after, say, they've killed someone or beaten their mate to death, um, for some betrayal, they sit around, they crack open a bottle of Prosecco. They're constantly drinking Prosecco. I absolutely love it. So it's essentially love-hate, but with Prosecco. Oh. I mean, that's just like... I have, tick, heard, tick. I have heard of it, actually. I've seen... Uh, it's good. Yeah. Did you I, think... I think... I think... I think Shane might like it. I have a feeling Shane might go for it. And then the other one I started watching is Interior Design Masters. And I, again, I just, I, my interest was piqued by Fern Cotton in the opening scene, which says, who doesn't love interior design? And Fred just ran, like ran at speed out of the room. He was like, oh no, please don't do this to me. But again, it's the usual lineup of characters that you want in these programs. Like, you know, the mumsy designer who's given up social work to focus on her dream and the really bitchy competitor who's saying things like, yeah, you know, I mean, we're working as part of a team, but at the end of the day, it's a competition. You know, like that, it's just, I love that kind of very oh, pantomime-esque, you know, this is the villain, this is the, you know, May Fainer, this is the mumsy type who's going to be going around making sure everyone's okay. So it's quite, it's quite watchable. Oh yeah, I love that stuff for like, you're 15 seconds in and it's like have a shot every every time somebody says game playing. Actually, come here. 
have you because we are recording this on Monday night and it's two minutes past ten. I wonder what have they just said level five for the whole country now? Well, do you know what? I I kind of felt earlier on today like I was waiting for my leaving cert results and I hadn't studied. You know, that kind of sense yeah. of, oh, okay, let's get it over with kind of thing. Well, we have an old Google while we're on it here. I spotted a story. I don't know if you saw this one on Twitter. Um, a lot of people saying, oh, feel good story. This busker singing Take Me to Church. So obviously an ambitious busker on Grafton Street and uh, this guy came along and threw two euro into the into his case, his guitar case. And who was it? Only Hosier. And everyone was holding this up as an amazing story. And I was like, damn right, he should have thrown two euro into the gar- guitar case. Come on. Yeah, it's a very fucking leech, like. Please, even though I will qualify that before the Hosier crowd get in touch. Um, Fred always says <laughs> he was he met him he must have been when he did the Tommy show and he was so nice and then he met him again at something else and Hosier was asking all how all about how like Fred was getting on with his gigs and Fred was like oh yeah Grant you know I'm in water for this week Cork next week and Fred was laughing saying like it was hilarious because Hosier is obviously one of these people that it's all about you and the conversation so then the conversation came to an end and Hosier just meandered off and he was like, I never asked him about his gigs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I'm in Central Arts and I'm in Kavanaugh's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. When you, meet you know, one of those conversations, you're like, fuck. When you meet one of those people and like they ask, they ask you all about you and like they're so nice and so interesting. You're like, yeah, well, tried a bit of new stuff in the intro on Thursday you know (laughs) I know and you know what I said that before I know this is slightly different conversation but you know those unilateral chats where like after gig someone says oh my god that was great and then you feel the need to say something so you're like you know they're talking about the gig and you're like blah blah blah. oh you're in for a treat after the break if I say that to you by the way listener if I meet you at a gig that is your cue to leave because that's me telling you my scarf is on I'm leaving and I'm telling you you're in for a treat after a break i.e this conversation is over but I always feel when people are talking at you you know about oh that was great and blah blah and I love that joke on x y and z I feel the need to say something. So I'll always say something like, oh, that's a lovely top. Or, you know, it's just so awkward. It's just awkward. I mean, I really wish we could all just fucking talk about, like, sandwiches instead. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then, actually, speaking of awkwardness, and we are jinxed when it comes to vehicles, but the other day... And the car wouldn't start. So we had to get a jump. We were entry outside of McGurk's. Shout out to McGurk's Golf. As as I said to them, if we... McGurk's. As I said, if I ever take up golf, I'm definitely shopping at McGurk's because they were so nice. But I kept creeping everyone out because this lovely redheaded woman asked, were we okay? And she ran off to get us help. And I was like, what's your full name? Because I wanted to like send an email and say she was great. And then the guy came out from McGurk's to jump the car and I was like, what's your full name? And I suddenly realized, here I am creeping everyone out. 
asking for their full name and address, Emma. And they just would they wouldn't tell me. They were like, No, you're fine. Oh my Pack god. Pack it up. What's your what's your full name? Such an odd question. <laughs> so strange. I don't know. I think I was just delirious with tiredness really? that I was what's Drop. your full name? Drop a fucking box of celebrations into McGurk's and say, thanks a mill, guys. What's your full name? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you live? I was surprised. I I was surprised that uh, nobody caved because I always get very disarmed when people, uh, it's like, you know, when people would stop you, the chokers would stop you asking for your bank details. They're like, do you like dogs? Whoa. Okay, what's your Ivan? I'm just right. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to admit that Ella is calling me the patron saint of teenage boys now. Oh my God, Julie, I went off on one right. Oh my God, what? Tell me. I was down in my local um, shop. I was going to name the I was down in my local shop, right? And I was queuing to go in. You know the way like, they kind of let you in? And it was at lunchtime. So there's a load of fellas from the boys' school and they go into the deli to get like their wedges and their rolls or whatever. So they're in a separate queue and they can only let so many of them in at a time because they're all heading down to the deli. And he, whatever it is, say like they're letting in five or they're letting in six or whatever, right? And he lets in the next group of them. And one of them, he, he's probably being cheeky, but he tries to like slide in. And the guy, the manager of the shop, like puts his hands on him, um, like put like a light push, but puts his hands on him and pushes him back. Oh, no. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. Yeah, I know. That. So he goes, I hear you. If you're going to be, if you're going to be like that, uh, you can go to the end of the queue and if I see you at that again, you can go and get your lunch somewhere else. So I went in and did my bits and then I came out of the shop and I started on the manager. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, sorry, I, do you know when I was waiting to go in and you pushed that young fella? And he goes, I didn't push him. And I said, well, I was watching and you put your hands on him. And I was like, that's assault. And I was like, you can't just treat them like shit because they're kids I was like their money is as good as my money and he's like oh I'm uh, I'm sorry he's like oh I take your point and I was like yeah well I have a, like a daughter who's 17 I was like would you do that to a girl and then I was like oh like you know it's just not very nice like you going around thinking you're Mr. <laughs> you're Mr. Billy Big Bollocks bullying kids <laughs> sorry did you say you're Mr. Billy Big Bollocks yeah and then I walked away and I've noticed the last few days, Julie, he hasn't been there. <gasps> no. I swear to God. But like fungi. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be a coincidence. I think it was around the same time as fungi. Oh. Maybe he's taken fungi hostage. Well, well, I was hoping maybe the two of them are just on holidays somewhere. But do you know these fellas though that like there's there's a particular type of adult man who does all this fucking Mister Hard Man with fucking young fellas? Well, I hate I hate that, what and you know I would yeah. And the, fella, I, the young fella did like 
the young fella, like, I had front row seats. He was not, if anything, he was, maybe he was being a bit cheeky. Like, now, maybe he genuinely thought he could go in. But, like, he wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't being, like, physically trying to, like, uh, like you know, like, swaggering up to him or whatever. He was just, like, fucking strolling in. Well, as you say, there is a particular type of hired man who likes to, as you say, act the big Billy, big Billy bollocks. Billy big bollocks. <laughs> with, with young fellas. And I just think it's really just, it's, it's just, it's, it's wrong and it's pathetic. I mean, even I remember before the lockdown, I was in Stony Banner and this taxi parked outside Accentra. And like this little fella was outside and his mate had gone into the shop and this fella said, don't you go near my car. You see that car? If I come out, I don't want you anywhere near this car because he just was there with his little football. And I was like, hang on a minute. You don't get to speak to him like that. And then I actually did say that to him and he turned around and he was like, oh, I'll speak to him however way I want. And I was like, no, you won't. And I was like, aside from anything else, you're the one that's double parked and he's allowed to be on the footpath with his football. But you just wonder, but what's the point? But it's just so strange. It's really, really odd. And, you know, fair play to you for saying would you do that to a girl as well because we have to be all about the equality. But you see, he wouldn't. He wouldn't put his hands on a girl's chest and push her back. He'd probably be fucking dope probably fucking flirting with the girls oh, do you know what God. I mean one of these fucking scummos yeah he's our age if not older well it's you know, also like, is this who I'm turning into now am I turning into vigilante L1 down at the shops every day I think, like, I think, I think you've been watching <laughs> I think you've been watching too much Gene Hackman your honour and you know it's probably reminiscent of Gene Hackman's latest film The Defender where Gene Hackman just goes around defending young boys but also you know that young fella sounds like a bit of a scamp A you can't put your hands on someone but B and I know we've talked about this before when we've referenced which seems to be in every episode the Daily Mail female teachers um, abusing their male students like Sorry, but, you know, young boys are as vulnerable as girls. And, like, um, that could have really shaken him, could have freaked him out. He could have been very embarrassed and humiliated in front of his mates, could have made him feel like shit about himself, could have made him feel very belittled, very small, very invisible, uh, you know, like he'd done something wrong, blah, blah, blah. No, he mightn't have given a shit. But ultimately, why would you try to upset someone just because they're a boy? Well, like say, like there's twenty. Well, you wouldn't do like, it if it they was have a, a girl. counter. They have a, like a counter thing, so there's twenty people allowed in the shop at a time. Say if I'd swanned in when they were up to the twenty, and I was like, I'm just gonna fucking. I like, I'll just say, just say, I was like, fuck that. I just want to get, I just want to get a pint of milk. Fuck that. I'm just, I'm gonna slide in. He would have just said to me, "Sorry, miss, the shop's full. Could you step back, please?" He wouldn't have fucking put it. That's what on I mean. Me. He wouldn't have dared. Yeah, the fact me. that. He- yeah, but also, like, the fact that he's happy to get physical with a boy, it's, I think at this point, we've all dispensed with the myth that boys are somehow more robust than girls. And, oh, sure, look, you can be a bit rougher with a boy, they don't give a shit. No, like, we all, you know, we all have the same vulnerabilities. 
as the next person, regardless of gender. So I just think ultimately, no, absolute no. And but he I hasn't do, been seen since. I do mm. think that I could have dealt with it in a different way. And I think I need to stop watching, as you rightly said, Gene Hackman movies. It's Gene Hackman. Well, the cigars have to stop, Emma. <clears throat> like, sorry, but they've gone way up in the budget. You won't be able to afford this no. cigar a day habit now <laughs> while you're watching a movie. Smoking me cigar, me big boy cigar as I go down to Super Value to get a bit of red pepper hummus. <laughs> oh, no, red pepper. Do you know what I had today? I haven't had it for so long. Clonakilty black pudding. Mm. Oh, so good. I, only I like to say things like... While, but when it's good, it's good. It's like. so- when it's good, it's good. I haven't had it for a long time. I do want to qualify that by saying that I do tell Fred on the daily I'm vegan, but then I, I'm vegan except for fish, cheese, black pudding and chicken. Yeah. What is it? I could, it, it would, it's, we've talked about the vegan chicken. It's, or the vegan cheese. It's the cheese. It's the dairy product. Like the other day, and I only get it every so often, the other day I got real butter. And like cheese is all over me. It's just bloody fucking delicious, isn't it? Butter is pretty, like, honestly, I can actually hear, if Fred is buttering toast for me, if I'm breastfeeding on occasion and make me some toast, I can actually hear from the way he's buttering that toast if it's Lolo. I'm like, I know, sorry, I want real butter. I feel the sound of it. I'm like, that's, it's not, nothing wrong with Lolo. Don't want to be burning brands here. But, I mean, it's butter for the winter, isn't it? It's definitely butter for lockdown. It's butter for lockdown. Um, Yeah, actually, God, Lolo would be a great brand for us now, kind of our, our age, you know, female demo and all that. But I'm sorry, we're just not going to. Well, I, I'm going to get on it now. Ted is sleeping a little bit more these days. So I'm going to get on the uh, the spawn con while yeah. Ted's sleeping. Lolo, Lolo could be next on the list. We're going to make it happen. The RT Real Player is going to happen. The Lolo is going to happen. It's all going to happen. Yeah, it will, definitely. You know, I, I was having a flashback today to how it popped into my head. Exchange students in secondary school had a flashback to. I remember a male friend of mine had a French exchange student staying with them because he went to a different school. And I just remember standing by a wall and the French student standing there <laughs> and my friend going, Would he ever fuck off? And I was like, You can't say that about him. He's here. And he's like, It's grand. He doesn't speak English. But I just had a flashback to that today because surely in any language, even if you don't speak the language, you would know if somebody's saying, would they ever fuck off? Yeah, they would have watched a Gene Hackman movie and seen him saying, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, no. I just, you know, surely. Yeah, Laura had, um, my mate Laura, she had exchanged students for a brief period of time, but they were American like teenager. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So there was this, uh, I remember around the locality, there was this thing where American teenagers would come over for like, I don't know, a week or maybe two weeks or something. Right. I don't know what kind of exchange program it was, but she had, um, 
such a bad idea. She had three teenage boys in her house. Oh, yeah. So we're all she we're all sitting down in the sitting room. And I swear to God, we're there for on like, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. We're there for about three minutes. Like the TV's on. We're like, you watch, you just like TV? Yeah, us too. I think obviously none of us fancied any of them. So we're like, yeah, we like TV too, turn on the telly. And then one of them, out of nowhere, there's no conversation going on. There's nothing. He says, um, are you guys sexually active? We're like, oh, such an American question. Right. Sorry, what? And then he tries to fob it off by saying, oh, no, like, that's like a pretty standard question in America. And we're like, good for you, buddy. Good for you. And then later on, we're at some field and there's more. (laughs) There's more of them, girls and boys now. And they're all very excitable. But, you know, you can tell, like, the Irish people are just down there to, like, oh, let's see what the fucking crack is here. Like, you know what I mean? All these all these lads putting on a show. Like, most of us are just thinking maybe they'll have some interesting sweets. But whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, all these Hershey bars we keep hearing about. And then you try a Hershey bar finally at age 36. And you're like, this is shit. I've been sold a lie. But this girl starts asking me, right, this blonde, tanned girl. But she's blonde. This is the the thing that messed with my head. She's blonde and tanned, but she's not good looking at all. And I'm like, God, I didn't know this could happen. But she starts saying to me, she starts asking me, what's the story with the weather here? And I'm just like, well, this is it. Like, it's probably during the summer, you know what I mean? But it's like, whatever, you know fucking 10 degrees and she's like she starts asking me what's the story with my skin <laughs> no one obviously has ever asked me what's the story with my skin before and I was like oh it's just my skin and she's like do you ever tan I'm like well no because like there's like there's no weather here to tan and she's like oh my god and I feel like saying to her Oh my god! Fuck you! Like you're you're blonde and you're tan, but you're not even good looking. But the good news is you didn't say that to her. And American and Irish relations have been positive ever since. I think she said. I think she said, "What's wrong?" I think she said, "What's wrong with your skin?" And like I didn't have acne or anything at the time. It was purely. Oh, I well I believe gray. it. I was grey and freckly. I was like, cheeky what? Bitch. Yeah, so wherever and you are, cheeky bitch, fuck you. And you know what? She's going to be first, tra- the first one trying to get back over to this country. Yes, she is. Fucking yeah, God. you're right. She's probably still yeah. dining out in it now. Oh, when I was in Ireland, fuck you. Yeah. Honestly, do you know what? It's Because I can remember a friend of mine being told a woman sat beside her on the bus and turned to her and said, you know, you can use lemon juice to get rid of freckles. And I would say every time we're at a Prosecco brunch, she recounts that story. Like, people don't understand the damage they do. I know. I know. I had a fella tell me that I could die. And he, don't get me wrong, had been nowhere near my pubes. But he taught, like he took me aside and he was like, you know, like there's dye that you can buy. You can dye like your pubes. 
Oh, do you remember when everyone had pubes? <laughs> Those were the days. Thank That's you. That's a Happy real reading in the years moment. <laughs> when everyone, everyone had the pubes. What would be the song? Oh, oh. I know what the song would be. I well, I have one for the redheads. Yeah, but I don't know if this even makes sense. But my knee-jerk reaction was, "We didn't start the fire." What about that one? Yeah, but I think it's too early. I'm talking about a song that fits in with the time period. So my song that I was thinking of for like you know the end of pubes would have been that tonk song, tonk song. Like when it be oh, that's a good one. Because it basically happened when that song came out. Everyone was like, fuck this, I'm getting rid of the pubes. Yeah, I, do you know what? You're right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would I would concur. The dark, 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 dark. Do you want uh, with him? Oh, yes. What was his name again? Cisco. Cisco. Oh, God. What just, I don't know what became of, I, I, do you know what, actually speaking of millennial um, musical stars, I won't bring the mood down, but I did oh, no. uh, go on Britney's Instagram before we started recording. And I think I have to hide the Instagram now. I'm finding it kind of distressing, the whole thing. It's just the angle, isn't it? It. Ju- I mean, it's everything, isn't it? It really is. It's. It's honestly like she has been told to act and she's just reading lines. It's just very, so I think I'm going to hide it because I was actually a little bit upset starting the podcast. But I wonder on the flip side, flipping that conversation around, like Cisco, where's Cisco? I wouldn't know. Or what was the, what was, what, do you know who was, I used to absolutely love. Um, who had the one? Um, oh, what was that song? And Usher. You sing it for... No, not Usher. Um, oh, what's the one? Um, Nelly. I used to love Nelly. But I mean, we all loved Nelly back in the day. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I mean, I have to say that this we could have done without the duet with Kelly Rowland. Oh, Jesus. That's the... I need you... Baby, yeah, it's just oh god, it just never ends. I swear that song is like fifteen minutes long. Oh, need you, nah, need you, need you, and actually, it's funny. D- Dilemma was the name of the song. Do you remember that? <sighs> Christ. It just, honestly. I mean, they had the opposite problem of Gene Hackman's film. Gene Hackman's film. Well, actually, I suppose, no, they both had the same problem, really, because neither had an ending. So at the end of Gene Hackman's film, they just play Dilemma until basically the audience just, like, they just leave the cinema because the the usher comes in and says, oh, the next film's starting, so you have to go. And I was like, but it's not over. Nah, need you. Nah, want you. Nah, need you. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think that could have tied it up, tied up all the loose ends. I, but I, but Nelly, I, but I, Nelly, put, Kelly, Nelly just came in and started belting that out. In but movie. you know, I would say, like, Nelly and Cisco, they had a very similar genre of music, didn't they? And Ja Rule, no, he, Ja Rule was a bit more. 
hip hoppy. Eh. Yeah, bit bit of that going on, and you know I'm gonna sing it with my favorite Cha Real musical moment. Ain't that funny? <laughs> I sing it every week. When you're happy, <laughs> I, every time an ex texts me to say, "Well, congrats on Ted," I just send back, "Ain't that funny?" <laughs> I think we should stop recording now. I think we should have stopped recording about a fucking hour ago. Oh, Jesus. A, a bit of an edit required on this one, I think, Emma. <laughs> ja Rule, bless him. Uh, I think it's just the old level up, level up, level five. I wonder, has he, has, he, has he emerged since the, since the Firefest fiasco? <laughs> Ja Rule, I'd say he's been keeping it on the DL he's only fucking, since then. He's only delighted with all the fucking coronavirus shite. He's just like fucking... Yeah. <laughs> he's off I me. just to leave... He's out. To, to leave and to... I know. And you know what? I What I loved about... <laughs> what I loved about... I, this is the last thing I'll say about Ain't It Funny. <laughs> what I loved about Ja Rule's input on that is... He was coming in with things like murder ink, like real, you know, hardcore. And then you've got J-Lo doing this shocked face. You know, she did that with the hair oh. flick. And she turned with the hand to the mouth and Ja Rule's coming in like murder ink. And you're like, Ja, no. There was a lot this of... Is so, yeah, and- this is so not gangster, any of this. It's J-Lo. We love J-Lo. We absolutely love her. There was well, a lot no. of that, though, wasn't there? There was a lot of like very talented women in the late nineties, noughties, and there was some male on the tune, and his input was like, "Yeah, bring it down now." Yeah, uh, uh-huh, yeah, baby girl, and you're like, "Sorry, did you do there?" Oh, there were a lot car? of baby girls floating around. <sighs> yeah. There was a lot of baby girl in my world. <laughs> and yeah. Eh, eh. On that note, and look, to leave it on a high, um, Jaru would be delighted to hear that Ireland is on a total level five from tomorrow night, the whole country. Oh, Christ. But I have a proposition, Emma, and I think you're going to agree with this. What about if we agree? Yeah. This is a COVID free zone. For the duration of lockdown. We'll try. I think, I think, yeah, I think we'll try to not talk about the L COVID for the duration of the lockdown. Because what else is there to say? No, We've no. said it all. Said it all. Come here. Listen, I'll let you go, Mrs. Delighted to hear you're standing up for the, the young lads. <laughs> And you know what the funniest part of that was? You know he went back to skin. He's like, oh, my God, this mad owl, mad owl one. Yeah. Absolute mad owl one down the shop. You're not oh going to believe God. this. <laughs> but you, honestly, you you, <laughs> you keep flying the Gene Packman flag because somebody has to. Somebody has to. It's something to do anyway. Somebody has That's to. Your aunt. honour. That's my answer for everything now. Somebody's like, what are you up to? What are you doing? I'm just like, something to do. It's going to burn a few. We've burnt, like, 
we were chatting a good bit before this. We burnt about fucking two hours with absolute shite. Job done. I know. Do you know what? I have to laugh. Every time I go back out to the kitchen after I've done a podcast, Fred says, geez, that's great. That was like a three-hour episode. I'm like, no. Like, we did 25 minutes. Thank you. The rest was just chatting. I mean, we should just... Do you know what? The next time, we're, I'm just going to press record press when we say hello, because that's the podcast. I know. Like, what was the difference? What What was the difference? There's no difference. <laughs> There's absolutely... We're kidding ourselves. We're kidding... We're kidding you. We're kidding our friends. We're kidding our families. By trying to make out that we... <laughs> We somehow metamorphosize into a podcast. It's just the same conversation we're having. We're just not recording. So from now on, it's just going to be flat out recording from the get-go. Before you go, do you remember back in the day? (laughs) Do you remember how many episodes were lost with we didn't fucking record? (laughs) We didn't press Oh my god! And we turn up with the Wikipedia entry on Winona Ryder this week on Up to Ninety. We're talking about Winona Ryder. It's very hard, like when you've got a full time job, you're gigging fortnights. Oh, I'm ending the recording now. God Listen, thank God. Yes. I just so what I love about what I love about us is somebody did actually a friend checked in with the podcast recently and he hasn't listened to it for a little while and he did comment on the fact um the chutzpah of us starting a podcast about the nineties and then announcing <laughs> one day that we were bored of the nineties and now it was just gonna be us talking shite. And that's the us, and it's worked. It's worked to treat ever since. That's just who we are. Speaking of which, this is the last week. I think we're doing the old tears on yeah. the Patreon. We're doing our extra episode this week, and as of next week, I mean, I think either I think it's going to be a much better fit. We're going to have our new tears next week, but we just wanted to give a heads up. We're pretty confident people are going to be very happy with the changes. But just to say that that this is the last week of the old tears. Yeah. Just to have next up. week, it's all ideas. I've been Shady J. I've been Jean Hackman. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.